The Science of on The Money Show. It's the science of the airport this evening. And before you think that I've gone completely mad and run out of ideas, airports are massive businesses in South Africa. Um, if you look at the standard of South Africa's airports, if you compare, for example, OR Tambo, Cape Town International Airport, and you look at the wonderful luxury that is not JFK, for example, one of the worst airports in the world, highly functional, but is that not what you need as a country? Do you not need a JFK-style bare box approach to airports? Or do you appreciate the fact that you can go and have a retail experience as you wait for a flight uh, before you go somebody, somewhere? So talk to me about airports this evening. What are your impressions? Do you like our airports? Are our airports overdone? Certainly you look at the UK, probably um, Heathrow, one of the busiest airports in the world. They're investing heavily in those airports to make them a far more pleasant experience with people who get stuck in airports for a long time. Very few people have ever been stuck in an airport as long as Tom Hanks was. Remember the movie The Terminal, um, where he plays an Eastern European refugee who gets stuck in the twilight zone of an airport? I wonder if airports actually are like this. The Science Of On The Money Show Please follow me. While you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country. The Republic of Krakosia is under new leadership. Krakosia? <laughs> I don't think he gets it. Where do I buy the Nike shoes? I'm going to need the passport also. No, 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 no. No, Mr. Navorsky. Beyond those doors is American soil. You are not to leave this building. Do you live nearby? Yes. Gate 67. Because we are very particular about punctuality. Did you say Gate 67? We headed for home? Uh, no. I am delayed a uh, long time. I feel like you're just living in an airport. Ladies and gentlemen, flight 312 for Kentucky now delayed. Where did you buy the Nike shoes? My favorite line from a movie of all time. Better than Run, Forest, Run. Also a Tom Hanks movie. Tomoko Michwe. I beg your pardon. Chief Operating Officer at the Airports Company, South African Studio, with me this evening. Airports Company runs nine South African airports, right? Yes, nine. Uh, and those are the big ones. That's Cape Town International. It's OR Tambo. It's uh, King Shaka at Durban. Uh, Bloemfontein. East London. East London. Port Elizabeth. Kimberley, George, Uppington. Uh, and those are the ones where you've got the, basically the monopoly to run South Africa's airports. So there are a couple of private airports um, that have tried to compete with you over time. Probably Lanseria has been the most uh, successful. Yeah, I think um, in terms of the traffic, we probably handle over 90% of the civil aviation traffic. There's a number of airports that are run by provincial governments, for example, and then there's some private ones, uh, like um, the one at Kruger, as well as... Skukuza, yeah. Okay. Um, Lanseria, uh, Grand Central. So there's quite a few that, that are private as well, yeah. Mm, I mean, and how many, how many passengers per year go through AXA airports in South Africa? We're looking at about 34 million, just over 34 million, both arriving and departing passengers. Uh, domestic versus international? Uh, it's probably a 60-40 split, domestic, international. Okay, 60, 60% of the 34 million people who travel uh, through your airports are domestic travelers. 40% are international arrivals from the African continent and from other parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the airports company South Africa, how unique is it? I mean, we've got the British Airports Authority. We're familiar yeah. with that. Do countries generally tend to have state-owned companies that, that operate the airports? Yeah, generally speaking. I mean, if you look at the history of aviation, whether it's airlines or, or infrastructure players like ourselves as airports, is that when civil aviation started up back in, in the 40s after World War II, it was seen as 
something that gives you competitive edge economically as a as a country and so countries tended to invest themselves in that type of infrastructure whether it was an airline or a um, or airports themselves so the very first people to really go the privatization route was during Margaret Thatcher's time with British Airports Authority mm-hmm. and that was a big start of trying to create uh, something out of public assets where they can be self-sustaining uh, if we can put it that way yeah. um and South Africa followed not too long after that in 1993 with with the Airports Company Act. So, so who owned the airports? So it was a st- it was the state. Did individual provinces own the airports? Who owned Jan Smuts International in those days? So it was quite a and DF Milan. I think the Cape Town was Cape called Town, DF Milan. Yeah. Very long ago, yeah. <laughs> I think for there, there were different structures, but there were nine particular airports that were considered to be of national interest that okay. were looked after by the Department of Transport at a national level. And those are the nine that were transferred in terms of um, the assets themselves into a commercial entity, which is Airports Company Limited, back in 1993. So some of the provincial ones remained with government, but the ones that were considered to be of national importance were taken across um, as part of the act. Okay, so we've got these nine airports that are then owned by the Airports Company South Africa, which is 100% South African owned. Now at one stage there, uh, Aeroporti di Roma, I think had a 20% stake, and there were, there were various international companies that owned stakes in each other around the world. It was a, a national pastime at one stage. Yeah, no, so now um, we've got about 70, 74%. Um, government through the Department of Transport. So who owns the, the rest? The PIC bought Aeroporto di Roma's ah, stake. Okay. So which the was Public a 20, Investment Corporation, which, which is also is, effectively is, an arm of the state anyway. Yeah, and then, yeah, so government 76, and then we've got minority shareholders to about 4%. Uh, and who are those minority shareholders? Um, the names behind them, I'm not sure who they are, but it's, it's, it's literally companies with names like Lexshell 96... We've got to find out. (laughs) Making note to myself, the 4% of airports company not owned uh, by the PIC. No, because that's the interesting story in this, I I guess. When when, when it comes down to the management of these airports, I mean, these are massively complicated beasts. I travel through airports fairly regularly. And and you look at the dynamics of these things, and they're massively complicated. Um, My sense of it is that the airports company South Africa outsources many of the functions. Um, When it comes to integral issues like um, baggage handling and to security. Who does what in the zoo? Um, so in terms of, if we talk about the processing side of it, and, not, and let's leave the development aspect out of it for now in terms of infrastructure. Sure. But if we talk about, if you, if you were to view an airport as some kind of, it's probably a terrible analogy, but some kind of factory. It's, it's almost... It's a people factory. It's a people processing <laughs> yeah, factory. It's a people processing factory. Mm. You literally handle yourself as you drive yourself through the airport. Okay, and I, par- and I choose to park my car in one of your parking lots, you choose, and, no. and, so, and you run the parking lot. And we run the parking lot. Okay, that's um, called non-aeronautical revenue that you get from things like parking. That's part example. of our non-aeronautical revenue. All of the, the revenues that are not regulated that, that we get through, through the business. Okay. And so you then check yourself in with the airline or you do self-service check-in. Um, but that, but now I'm in the hands of the airline. I'm in your facility, yes. but actually the moment I walk through and I go to the check-in desk, now I am for a period of time the property of the airline as they stand in their queue and they check me in. Yeah. So they check you in and then – and this is where the complication starts because now you come in with your bag if you have baggage and that's where you separate. And the whole trick and the complexity around everything is that 
you, your bag, and the airplane must come together before you actually leave. And so let's talk about the bag first. So the bag goes through 